0: Like, there is sort of an empathy burnout when you read these stories all the time. Students also don't feel, I guess, the student movement doesn't feel enough support. We are already in politics. We have political prisoners of, part of the number of students. So please don't tell us that when we come to the classroom, we should forget all about what's happening out there in the streets and just discuss political theories without any reference. <laughs>
1: Howdy folks, welcome to another episode of The Russia Guy, the podcast where I talk to interesting and influential figures in Russia-focused journalism, academia, and activism. I'm your host, Kevin Rothrock, and this is the show where I interview people about trending news stories, the overarching themes of Russia-watching, and the ins and outs of life as a professional in this field. This show is supported by listeners like you at patreon.com backslash Kevin Rothrock, where you can contribute as much or as little of your hard-earned money as you like. Thank you very much to my active patrons. I've recently introduced something new at Patreon, an audiophile tier for supporters who pledge $10 or more per month. Audiophile supporters will receive two special The Russia Guy custom coasters for your drinks and your beverages and whatnot, I'm trying to raise about $500 to upgrade my recording equipment for a more professional sound, specifically to buy a Rode Procaster Broadcast Dynamic Vocal Microphone, and the peripherals needed to make it work. So pledge $10 or more now, and uh, I'll send you two of these, these coaster bad boys, which feature the podcast's new artwork by Yulia Drobova. My guest today is Alexandra Urman, or Alexandra Urmann, a PhD candidate at the Institute of Communication and Media Studies at the University of Bern in Switzerland, where she studies political communication on social media using computational methods. She's also one of the co-founders of the Here We Stand initiative, a student project created to bring attention to three university students, Yegor Zhukov, Daniel Konin, and Valery Kastanyuk, who were charged with rioting in Moscow for their participation in peaceful demonstrations earlier this summer. I should note that this interview interview was recorded a couple of days before police dropped the felony charges against Kunin and York, though they could still face misdemeanor penalties. Zhukov, meanwhile, might be transferred from pretrial detention to house arrest, although investigators have also opened a second felony case against him, charging him with using his enormously popular YouTube channel, supposedly to incite extremism. Anyway, bear that in mind when listening to this interview, and check the description of this podcast episode for hyperlinks to the Here We Stand website and Facebook page. The initiative has international aspirations and it's perhaps the most interesting organization to emerge from the crackdown so far on the City Duma election protesters. Sasha and I discussed where Here We Stand hopes to go from here, what makes college students so special, and how university administrators have disappointed their community. That and more in the interview. Now, here it is.
0: Basically, it's an initiative whose very broad goal would be to um, stand in the support of students persecuted for political reasons all over the world. But since it was born in Russia, the initiative itself, and it was born a couple of months ago when Igor Zhukov, one of the Russian students arrested for what they are calling mass riots. When he was arrested, currently we are focusing on the cases of the three Russian students arrested for or for the same case On the same charges. So it's Igor Zhukov, Daniel Conan, and Valery Kostenok. And the broad goal of the initiative is to bring the information on that to a broader public, to the foreign public, because we're partnering with the Russian student run journal Doxa, who are kind of right now spearheading the whole support for the students' movement in Russia. And once Shukov was arrested, there was actually like a movement or sort of like grassroots initiative with people coordinating a lot in telegram chats, mostly the community of higher school of economics, the Russian university, which he's a student of and which I graduated, where people were just coordinating. So how can we help? What can we do? And sort of out of that, multiple initiatives arose in Russia and me and a couple of other people who are currently based abroad or who studied abroad, we thought that it would be really nice to sort of also bring the information to the broader public, which was mostly motivated also by Golonov's case. So when Ivan Golonov was arrested, I think it was largely the public pressure, including the, you know, the very white coverage in the international press that perhaps help that case like we don't know but that's like you know that's the impression so the idea is to basically for now bring the information about the three arrested russian students to the pro-republic to the foreign public and we are aiming to like not to focus just on this case but with time once we have like you know so, so for now, our goal, uh, like our focus, is on these three students. But uh, we think that we could perhaps, maybe, create a platform like that for all the students. The thinking was that there are special organizations protecting rights of different groups, such like as Reporters Without Borders, which focuses on journalists, or like Amnesty International. They sort of focus on everyone, but there is no such platform for students focusing on students, even though historically and now students are largely spearheading uh, the pro-democracy movements in many countries. Like you can take Russia, you can can take Ukraine back uh, like five years ago, you can take current Hong Kong, you can take Hungary or whatnot. And they are frequently persecuted, but there is sort of not a single platform, you know, focusing just on them, at least to our knowledge.
1: How do you see this particular platform growing? I mean, you've said that that students seem to be spearheading democratic protests in in multiple places, and you've said that you want to expand sort of awareness about the criminal cases and the persecution of activist students. In practice, how does that work? Does it mean that you form partnerships with organizations in these countries, or does it mean that you're hosting, I don't know, stories about these people, and you're trying to get journalists to write about them? I mean, what in practice, how do you see the movement? developing and evolving
0: again so far because uh, we are like the initiative is super young and our resources are limited because we're volunteer based fully um, do you
1: think that this this movement is something that would ever seek funding somewhere I mean I know that in in Russia in particular it can be difficult to find funding for civil society initiatives like this because if you go anywhere abroad and you're doing anything that could be construed as political you could be labeled a foreign agent or even undesirable is that something that you've you've considered
0: well we have not discussed any funding so far i mean if we ever need like you know funding i guess for first of all we will try to crowdsource some money Like that's, for instance, the stuff that DOXA is doing. They actually managed to, not only DOXA, but other initiatives in support of Igor Zhukov, they managed to raise quite some money. I don't remember the numbers right now, but they are raising money continuously, for instance, to organize, oh, I forgot the English word right now. Maybe you could help me with that, like, передачи в Oh,
1: yeah, it's like kind of like money that goes into his kind of jail account so that he can like buy food and, and blankets and that kind of thing is that right?
0: It doesn't go into his jail account it's basically people are buying food and stuff
1: sure, right. and okay, bringing it
0: to the jail but you know you need money for that so right.
1: Yeah. I think that does exist in the United States I mean I've, I've never been to prison but I, I'm fairly certain that there is a similar situation in the United States where you know there's like a prison commissary and relatives can donate money or send money and that it helps them kind of buy the things they need to not necessarily stay alive but to live you know with some creature comforts i guess but but yeah so sorry go ahead so you said that that for Igor Zhukov, they've they've done they've been raising money in that capacity.
0: Yeah, like so currently they are not only raising it for Zhukov, like what I know that Doxa is also raising money to support the students who were arrested and got some administrative charges and now have to pay some fines for whatever. You know, like it's usually participation in a peaceful demonstration or something or some fabricated charges, whatever it is. So this is also largely crowdsourced. And yeah, so we have not been thinking about detaining, finding. But returning back uh, to your question about the broader initiatives and stuff. Yeah, we're thinking like so far, again, as we're super small, we are thinking of running just maybe uh, we have a blog page. So we have a major page where we have, you know, the letter in support of the arrested students that everybody can sign like every visitor can sign to shoot the support. And also we have a blog page where we're running not just the updates on the cases of Zhukov, Conan and Kostinok, but also some opinion pieces. We also are translating some materials, some Russian language materials, for instance, we translated. It, it's not directly related to the three students' cases, but to the same case on which they are arrested. I think you heard of Sergei Fomin and the short documentary by the Russian med- Media Zona where he basically uh, went to give himself in to the authorities. So we translated that. We're also in contact with all this uh, Russian media. And obviously, when we're translating their materials, uh, we ask them explicitly if they are willing to and stuff. And we're also planning to run uh, stories about other countries currently, perhaps just in terms of the blog page, like for instance, with the Hong Kong stuff. I read today that some students in Hong Kong, for instance, were arrested because they were carrying uh, some flour and sugar and the police told them this is explosives and stuff. So there are like similarish developments going on there. But we're also thinking of partnering with the organizations in these countries, like including Hong Kong, perhaps, and Hungary. And
1: yeah. Why do you think, well, so it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like of all of the suspects that have been arrested and jailed in the, you know, this, this Moskovskaya the students, and specifically, probably Yegor Zhukov have been able to mobilize or their supporters have been able to mobilize better campaigns than most of the other suspects. And I wonder, do you think that students are, are kind of special in this group? Do they represent something different as opposed to the sort of run of the mill protester who's unlucky enough to be targeted as a supposed rioter? I mean, what makes students special in all this?
0: Well, I think that they are so relatable by other students, you know? So if you if you look also at the support campaign around Zhukov, and that later also started including Conan and Kostinok, because they were arrested after Zhukov, is that it is largely run by students or recent graduates of, in Zhukov's case, it's Higher School of Economics. In Conan's case, it's the Bauman Technical University or of their respective universities. And you can also see that a lot of people in Russian independent media, like you can take Dorst or I think somebody in Medusa as well, or MediaZona, they are all graduates of Higher School of Economics. Not all, but, you know, there is a considerable amount of people. So to them and also to me personally, like Zhukov is just uh, super relatable because you can say that sometimes you don't, you already don't have enough empathy. Like there is sort of an empathy burnout when you read these stories all the time. Like in Russia, people often get arrested on some fabricated charges and just another story. But I guess Zhukov's case initially was different to a lot of people because they either knew him personally or they knew people who know him. Like, for instance, it's my case. I didn't know him personally. He's, like, younger than me, but I know personally several people who know him. And also he graduated the same high school as I did, and he's at the same university as I did, like, as I used to study at. And he sort of represents, I guess, that politicized student community, and you can see students sympathizing with him pretty easily because if you think he's just too similar, you know, to to, to me in in just socio-demographic characteristics, much more similar than, I mean, students are, these free students in general, much more similar than other people.
1: Do you think that his personal politics make him, because he's, he's an outspoken libertarian, as I understand, and his YouTube channel, which is enormously popular, is devoutly libertarian i mean it's it's this hugely politicized youtube channel where he shouts and and speaks the the greatness of of libertarianism
0: yeah and that's currently being checked for extremism
1: oh is it i didn't know that um
0: yeah yeah they they couldn't find anything and now they're checking his youtube channel
1: i see is the student movement is it libertarian at its heart? Or is that just, that's Zhukov's personal thing, and he has supporters for that reason, but the student movement is bigger than libertarianism? Or do you think the two are intertwined?
0: So my personal impression from what I'm observing, you know, in all these initiatives and groups and chats, that it has nothing to do with libertarianism. I mean, there are some people who joined, for instance, these groups uh, in support of Zhukov and initiatives that came not from the student community necessarily, like not from the higher school of economics community that was at the core and Doxa Journal that was at the core, but from basically followers of his blog or members of the Libertarian Party, so who are there for that cause? But that's definitely not at the core. And also, if you look at the other students like Daniel Conan or Valerie Kostinok or the recent Darko Baidulin, they all have nothing to do with libertarianism. And that's. Definitely not the topic. I think the general attitude to me, it seems like that it's more of a personal Zhukov thing. And what matters is that he got arrested for nothing. And whatever his political views were, there was some share of people who are supporting the cause for that. But I think that the student movement has largely nothing to do with the precisely political views or political affiliation of Shukov.
1: And what's the significance of Higher School of Economics Vice-Rector Valeria Kosmarova's campaign for the city, city Duma seat? Because ostensibly, if you don't know anything about this race, you would think, oh, well, that's, that's great for the student community because they're going to have a voice in the city Duma. But as I understand it, her candidacy is quite controversial. And it's caused kind of a a big scandal in the academic community. Can you say anything about her campaign?
0: Well, I I understand why that is problematic and that is quite a scandal. I think that there are people who would be better, uh, like more knowledgeable about that, especially the graduates of the political science department, which I'm not because she's a professor there. But as far as I understand, she was just running... I think it was the same district where Ilya Yashin, the opposition politician, was running. If I'm not mistaken, it's Yashin. And so she explicitly claimed several times that she belongs to Sobanin's team. So she's not trusted by the students because to the students who are explicitly independent and support these independent candidates who are not registered, she is more of a Sobanian's candidate there. So even if she works at the same university, it does not mean like students also don't feel, I guess the student movement doesn't feel enough support from the university itself. Because a couple of days ago, there was like this um, letter circulating that uh, uh, several uh, professors from High School of Economics signed and also a couple of uh, opinion pieces. A couple of professors wrote that the university should be outside of politics like that, it should have nothing to do with politics. And the response to that from the student movement is, well, we are already in politics. We have political prisoners of, of the number of students. So please don't tell us that when we come to the classroom, we should forget all about what's happening out there in the streets and just discuss political theories without any reference. You know. So yeah. So I would say that Casamara is largely not trusted. By the student community because she's perceived to be Sabanin's candidate. And- Does
1: the Here We Stand movement take political stances and insofar as is, are you guys going to be endorsing or rejecting candidates for different offices when it relates to the, for, well, for, I mean, for instance, it seems like the race that Kasmareva is in is fairly significant to, say, Zhukov's case because there seems to be a lot of interconnections. Now, is the Here We Stand movement going to make recommendations about, say, voting, or is it is it not really getting involved in that?
0: No, we're not really getting involved in that. Again, like our main aim is to bring the just the information about these cases to the foreign community. And in that sense, what really matters to us is that these three students are arrested on completely like fabricated charges, which is especially evident with the Shukov now because you can see that once, uh, like it took them uh, several weeks to see that the guy in the video which was the main uh, piece of evidence they had, the only piece of evidence they had, is not Zhukov. And also the guy in the video was just walking around. He was in in no way inciting any mass riots and mass riots didn't happen. But, you know, that's uh, all details (laughs) at this point. But once they realized that they cannot prove that the guy in the video is Zhukov because it's not him, last week, I think, they came to Higher School of Economics and they got all his student papers and now they're checking them for extremism. Today, they conducted a search inside of his house And they were looking, like, I think they took away the libertarian flag. I think they were also looking for uh, shirts in which he was recording his videos for his blog. And now they're checking his blog for extremism. So this, this whole, how fabricated that is, this is outrageous. Regardless of who's running for office or not, it's not about that anymore. It's, you know, about, for us at least, it's about this three students facing up to 8 years in prison for nothing so we don't take political stances our like only political stance is that nobody should uh, you know spend time in prison on completely fabricated charges b- just because somebody decided that
1: so if if someone wants to help out with your organization or your do you call it an organization or a movement what's the better description
0: we call it an initiative i would say <laughs>
1: <An> initiative okay <laughs> yeah, if yeah. someone would like to help out then with your initiative how would they go about it? Say, maybe you need help with translations or really anything. Like, if anybody listening to this, you know, listening in English, obviously, presumably somewhere in the United States or somewhere in Western Europe, if they're listening and they think to themselves, oh, I would, this sounds cool, I'd like to help out, how would they How would they go about that?
0: So, I guess they could send us a message on Facebook or an email. We have our email account in our website. And yeah, our website, um, I think you will have it in the description. But anyway, it's herewithstand.space. So they could just email us and tell us what they could potentially help us with. So we would definitely like proofreaders. Because so far we don't have an English native speaker, so we're all like many of us uh, studied abroad, but you know it's still not the same level. And also we very much are looking forward to people who would want to contribute, maybe opinion pieces on student movements, if somebody's studying like you know political science and that, and reach out to the student organizations and student movements uh, abroad, and maybe some student-run media or just media, so whoever can help us with spreading the word, basically in any way. Yeah, we're looking forward
1: to that. That's my interview with Alexandra Uhrmann, a PhD candidate in Switzerland and one of the co-founders of the Student Advocacy Here We Stand initiative. Remember to check the description of this podcast episode for hyperlinks to the Here We Stand website and Facebook page. If you enjoyed this interview and like listening to this podcast... Please consider skipping over to patreon.com backslash Kevin Rothrock, where you can make a contribution. And don't forget about the new audio file supporter tier, which helps me upgrade my recording equipment and get you two custom coasters featuring the podcast's new artwork by Yulia Drobova. Thanks to everyone already pitching in, and I'm happy to get feedback on Twitter, by the way, if ever you have a comment or a question about the show. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.
0: Дайте, что ли, карты в руки Погадать на короля
1: ля